0: Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach-Argentina update from the 10th of February, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. With the president out on tour, it seems that most of our updates have to do with international relations this week. Alberto Fernandez's first stop was Moscow, where he met with Vladimir Putin and made the headlines for saying that Argentina has to stop being dependent on the International Monetary Fund and the United States. In what was likely an attempt to make a good impression, the Argentine president criticized how his predecessor, Mauricio Macri, turned his gaze toward the United States during his government and ran up a huge debt as a result. This raised harsh criticism from members of the opposition who said that President Fernandez's statements could risk the deal reached with the IMF to restructure the remaining $44 billion debt. During the meeting, Fernandez also thanked Putin for providing the Sputnik V COVID-19 vaccines, which, by the way, are still in process to be approved by the World Health Organization, even though its effectiveness has been proven. After his encounter with his Russian counterpart, President Fernandez headed to Beijing for a quick meeting with Xi Jinping. Only days before, China and Argentina had signed an agreement to build the fourth nuclear power plant in the country, a project that will require an investment of more than $8 billion and supposedly create 7,000 jobs. The plant will be located in the north of Buenos Aires province. Also, Xiaomi confirmed on the 7th of February that it will begin the production of its smartphones in Argentina for the first time ever. According to sources close to the president, the meeting that took place in Beijing focused on boosting trade and a potential new currency swap. Both nations will continue to discuss potential infrastructure and construction projects. Moreover, Argentina confirmed that it has become one of the 140 nations to sign up to China's Belt and Road Initiative, which promotes Chinese trade and investment through different agreements in each country. Argentina's goal with the participation in this program is to substantially strengthen the Argentine economy and create new jobs. Meanwhile, China benefits from the access to new markets and the expansion of its financing streams and proprietary technology. Speaking of Beijing, six Argentine athletes have headed to China's capital city for the dream of winning the country's first medal in the Winter Olympics. Unfortunately, this doesn't seem very likely. Although Argentina is filled with snowy regions, these are not close to the most populated cities, which makes winter sports something of a niche activity. Moreover, the infrastructure is more basic than in other places, making it harder for athletes to train professionally. Still, we wish these athletes the best of luck. That said, throughout history, Argentina has not been short on great tennis players. Sadly, the career of one has come to an end. During a press conference on Saturday the 5th, a teary-eyed Juan Martín del Potro announced he will be retiring from the sport after the Argentina Open in Buenos Aires. At his peak, this former U.S. Open champion managed to rank number three in the world rankings. Unfortunately, he was forced to undergo several surgeries after fracturing his kneecap in 2019, which damaged his career. On a more positive note, on Thursday the 3rd, the National Institute of Statistics and Censuses, the INDEC, revealed that 2021 was the third best exporting year in history for Argentina, reaching a total of almost $78 million, an increase of 40% compared to 2020 and 20% compared to 2019. Agricultural products saw one of the highest growth rates, which reminds me of an Argentine startup that just launched an exclusive online store for agricultural products called Flash Agro a platform that directly connects businesses with potential consumers. Hopefully, 2022 will exceed expectations as well, which is very much needed considering that the government forecasts an inflation rate of 40% or higher for this year. The increase in prices will reach 10% in the first quarter and services like electricity will cost up to 20% more. With these numbers, you may wonder what you're supposed to do with your Argentine pesos. If you had saved all your pesos last year, these would have lost half their value by now. To battle inflation, most Argentines rely on buying foreign currency. But as we know, that option is not available for everyone, at least not through the official channels. Another option for many is to use the UVA, Fixed Term Deposits. While the average annual interest rate of a regular fixed-term deposit is only 39%, which is lower than the inflation rate, the UVA version of this investment uses the inflation rate as measured by the index as indexation allowance, meaning it should increase accordingly. The minimum term is 90 days, and it may be something worth looking into if you're wondering what to do with your pesos. Opposite to inflation, the spread of Omicron, Seems to be slowing down. In the last few days, the country saw about 25,000 daily infections, which may be still high, but is also quite a relief after a month with five times as many. On Friday, the 4th, the Buenos Aires province launched the Night of the Vaccines event, which aimed to reach out to yet unvaccinated youngsters. The campaign simultaneously took place in various tourist hotspots where residents and travelers were encouraged to get vaccinated. Speaking of which, some people are complaining that sanitary passes seem to have gone nowhere in certain cities as they are not being requested as much. The truth is that it depends on the local authorities, meaning it may vary significantly across the country. And so do the entry requirements of each province. While some ask for nothing but to fill a form, Others request travelers to present their vaccination certificate. However, remember that if you're traveling by land through a long-distance bus, you will be asked to present the sanitary pass before boarding. As always, these measures may lead to complications and complaints from those who refuse to adapt to change. And since we're on that topic, pro-government demonstrators marched in Buenos Aires last week to demand a reform of the judicial system and changes in the Supreme Court. Demonstrators took to the streets to denounce the alleged bias to the benefit of the opposition and against Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, who is facing several corruption cases against her, dating back to her two terms as president between 2007 and 2015. As a response, the opposition called for a march last Thursday to defend the Supreme Court. But anyway, Buenos Aires wouldn't be Buenos Aires without a protest. And while demonstrators were protesting outside the Supreme Court, the judiciary was busy ratifying that having an Argentine ID is a requirement to be able to enroll in any undergraduate degree at the University of Buenos Aires. If you're a foreigner considering studying at UBA, you should obtain permanent residence in the country first, then get the Argentine DNI and present a certificate of completed intermediate level studies. There is one alternative though, which is to obtain a student temporary residence. It will allow you to stay in the national territory for 2 years, but if you've been in country for a while and are looking to stay longer, you should take the first route. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Love means never having ads on these updates or never having to say sorry. Whatever. Ours sounds better. Don't let us be another lousy show with ads. Tell your friends about us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at roarshockargentina and Twitter at... At Rorschach, underline A-R-G. Nos vemos el próximo jueves.